the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good for Mike Pence. Yeah, he was asked about the State Department's decision not to fly the rainbow gay pride flag on the flagpoles outside American embassies. Uh, Lots of Democrats, of course, have decided that Donald Trump is a homophobe because he hasn't decreed that the uh, that that rainbow flag should fly. And then Pence was asked uh, about it on NBC. He was asked about that policy and he said, quote, I'm aware that the State Department indicated that on the flagpole of our American embassies that one flag should fly and that's the American flag. And I support that. When it comes to the American flagpole at American embassies, at capitals across the world, having the one American flag fly, I think, is the right decision, unquote. How about that for common sense? It's the American embassy. If you decide to use the flagpole in front of the building to promote whatever happens to be the cause of the month, regardless of whether that cause is worthy or not, um, well, if you do that, it might get a little bit confusing, not to mention annoying, having to run some kind of a flag up the pole every month and change it based on whatever the, the cause is uh, for that month. We get it. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're proud of your sexuality and you should get equal treatment under the law. You shouldn't be persecuted for it. But does it make you a bad person if you're not LGBTQ and you're not interested in celebrating someone else's sexuality for a month? And do we really need to celebrate it by flying a flag in front of American embassies around the world? Of course we shouldn't need to. But if you happen to be in charge of deciding whether to fly the flag and you think that it's, you know, just might be a little intrusive and maybe a case of, you know, overkill, of course you're a homophobe and a bigot. Again, good for Mike Pence. Also, uh, good for the PIAA. That's the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, you know, um, high school sports in Pennsylvania. And also good for local state representative uh, who uh, p- uh, uh, introduced a bill today that will make for some big changes in high school football. It's going to separate public and private championships. That's been a big uh, topic of debate. Uh, some people think that the Catholic schools and the private schools uh, have a competitive advantage. It'll allow kids, though, this is the biggie, it'll allow kids to transfer from one school to another and still be able to play their sport without sitting out for a year. That's big. It's more common sense, too. It's a sports story, but there's also politics and culture involved, just the kind of story we like to do here. And when we come back, we'll have the guy who introduced the bill to make those changes. Stick around. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, 
Another 10% rate hike. Another $1,000 increase on your deductible. Another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, and so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking hey. again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man, take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky All Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, this isn't officially a sports show, but we do talk about sports here every now and then, especially when sports and politics or sports, uh, politics and culture kind of intersect. And I think we have a case of that uh, today. It's the Parity and Interscholastic Athletics Act, and it was introduced today by State Representative Republican Aaron Bernstein of Beaver, Butler, and Lawrence Counties, and he joins us now. Uh, Thanks for being here, Aaron. John, thanks so much for the uh, the opportunity to come and talk to you about this. I really appreciate it. Okay, so so what does this act do, and who will it impact? Well, first and foremost, this impacts every single student across the entire uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that's involved in any athletics. And uh, really what I, I say, there are five components to the legislation. Number one is separate playoff brackets. And that is what's really gaining some attention across the Commonwealth today, where just for PIAA playoffs, there will be um, two sides of the bracket, right? So you still have your your East and West. But in addition to that, private schools will be on one side of the bracket. Public schools will be on the other. We will crown a public school champion and a private school champion. And then in the very end, uh, we'll come together and play, call it a tournament of champions, where those folks would play together. The second thing is the elimination of the transfer rule. And there have been so many issues where students are cro- caught in the crosshairs because of decisions that adults have made. And uh, we wanted to eliminate that. You know, I don't think it's fair when somebody transfers that the intent of that really matters. And sometimes people are accused of it being athletic when it's not. Sometimes they get away with it and it's not. So the inconsistency that goes on is it deals with the transfer rule is what led us to put that in there. We also have a forfeiture protection where Catholic schools, and I say Catholic is nearly all non-public schools right now are Catholic schools, but those private schools have had many, um, we're starting to see it not only here in Pennsylvania, but across the country where 
schools are saying, we just won't play you in the regular season. We'll blackball you, right? So we have a forfeiture protection where if somebody forfeits two or more games in a season, they would not be eligible for PIAA playoffs. And then the team sports and expansion um, for the expansion clause, you know, we you never know what's going to happen five, ten years down the road. And some sports are really exploding in popularity. I think of lacrosse is a good example. So as more and more teams are involved, the PIAA may want to add those. We gave the PIAA the authority to do so because they previously said they didn't. And then fair representation on the PIAA board. There's really no rhyme or reason on how these individuals are selected. And as they receive money from taxpayers, we thought that it was appropriate to have good fair representation on that PIAA board, reflective of the members in those particular divisions. So how do you, uh, if how does a person get on the PIAA board? Well, they're appointed or they're appointed by um, the individual school districts, and okay. that's how it's currently set up. So it would still be like that. But I give you an example: if there's 20% of private schools that are that are in a particular area and 80% public, 20% of those seats ought to go to private schools, mm-hmm. not 40%, not 5%. And it really varies all the way across in, here in the Commonwealth. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that there was a good, fair, and equitable process. Now, do you have support for this from the Democrats and the governor? Do you expect it to pass? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, um, we have not heard one bit of uh, complaint from anybody as it deals with this legislation. Remember, there's really two main constituencies here that you need to bring to the table. And one is the public schools and the other is the private schools. Both of them have endorsed this, have endorsed and signed off on the language. We've been working on it for over a year. Uh, this is not a partisan thing at all. And, you know, much to what people don't, it doesn't make good headlines. But the truth is here in Harrisburg, we actually do a lot of really good bipartisan stuff. It's not like Washington, D.C. yet. Right. It doesn't get there. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I'll tell you, this isn't something that to me is a Republican or Democrat thing. This just makes good common sense. And, you know, everybody seems to be on board so far. I, I would say it's about time. I mean, it, it took a long time. What what changed, do you think, that gives you the confidence that this is going to go through pretty easily? Well, here's the first thing. I think there's multiple types of legislators. And I think sometimes people just introduce things to get a headline. That's not my style. Um, It never has been my style since I got elected in 2016. If we were going to figure this out, I wanted to make sure that it was something that would actually work. So what we did was, geez, a long time ago, you know, almost a year ago, we started to have some initial conversations. And those initial conversations, we said, what's important to you? And what's important to each of these groups? So this is the first time since 1972 that these two groups have signed off on and said, we endorse and support this legislation. Every other piece of legislation that's been done has been one-sided and it's never going to happen like that. So we brought people together, good people that care about uh, solving problems and it's a complex problem. And that's why it took a year to get done. But I'm really pumped about it. I really am. Well, I'm old and um, I'm old enough to remember 1972 and I went to a Catholic school. It was called South Hills Catholic at the time. It's now Seton LaSalle. Yep. Um, but, uh, and I didn't play high school sports, but my friends who did, they, they were in the Catholic League. Yeah. And there was North Catholic, Central Catholic, South Catholic, Canavan, uh, Bishop Boyle, um, Mon Valley Catholic. Anyway, there was a league, and they played their own league, and they played outside for exhibition games, but they, they had their own championship in the Pittsburgh Catholic League. They played triple headers every Sunday at the Pitt Fieldhouse, um, you know, uh, just league games. And then there was a, a state tournament and a state championship, and that was it. They didn't, But they didn't, they didn't then have the state champion play the state Catholic champion, then play the state public champion. Um, yeah. So it it's, it has worked before. I don't know why it went away. I, I'm guessing it's because of enrollment at Catholic schools, and they and they have fewer schools to compete. Because sure. there, there so, was no question about recruiting. Nobody cared back then. Because if, if you wanted to go to Central Catholic, you went there, and nobody cared. But now you have uh, squabbles about them being accused of recruiting. Yeah, and, and I think you know times change, right? And, and I don't say that in a facetious way. I mean. Yeah. You know, th- things are different. So a couple things. Number one, um, I-, I think it's important that Catholic schools go and they play public schools, and so does everybody else there. 
So we wanted to make sure that they would be able to continue to do that in the regular season and in the district playoffs. And secondarily, you know, I don't know that the enrollment has changed. I just don't know. I'm not saying it has or it hasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What, I, what, I, what I would tell you is that there are many different sizes of these Catholic schools. So while the enrollment may not have changed, I know there's been mergers of them. So instead of having a single A team right now, you might have a, a, a six A team, right? Right. Because there are four of them combined together. There's not enough teams for a, a private a private league, and and I think that it's important that kids get out of there, uh, play different types of people and different types of folks. You know, we we don't want segregation on those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's about bringing people together, and that's exactly what we've done. And you know, I know primarily your show, you do a lot of talk on politics. You know, I think politically we're at a point right now where people are sick and tired of the bickering and the finger pointing. And that's why I'm so proud about this legislation, because we brought together groups that previously, to be blunt, were finger pointing and bickering. And it eliminates that. And people are on the same side working for the benefit of the student athletes. So the PA Catholic Conference has done what the PA Equity Committee has done representing the public schools, and I just couldn't be more thrilled. Well, what what um, what was the toughest part about this? Were the Catholic schools uh, reluctant at first? Did they think they were being, I don't know, as you say, I don't know if segregate is the right word, but like set aside? No, you, you know what? Here's the thing. I think the toughest part was the rhetoric in the media, and that's why we tried to, and, and no offense to, to yeah. you being in the media. It's thinking but, media, yeah. Yeah, no, I know, I know, fake news, right? <laughs> but uh, but no, really, no offense to that. But I'll tell you, um, as soon as word would have leaked out that we were working on this, it'd have been over, right? Because everybody draws a line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And and what we were able to do was keep it between our groups, where we were able to have these behind the door, close conversations where we were brutally honest with one another, and that honesty paid off. And here's the thing. These groups that didn't like each other at the beginning, I'll tell you, if you called them, they'd tell you the people that they worked across the aisle with, and not that it's politically across the aisle, but uh, they're now friends. You know, they're friends because they've built a good, trusting relationship, and that's what every that's what every good deal is based on is trust, and that's what we were able to do here. Well, I, you know, I've, I've been around sports long enough. I know how that works, and um, I, I think that this is just me based on my observations, but um, that... This, the, the Catholic schools were winning a little bit too much, Central Catholic specifically, and they were accused of, I don't know if accused is the right word, but they were suspected of recruiting and having an unfair advantage. Um, they're still going to be playing, though, for the WPIAL championship, correct? Correct. So the, the, if, there's any, if there are any objections about them having a competitive advantage, they're still going to exist within the WPIAL. It's just when you move on to the state tournament. Yeah, here's the thing, and, and no piece of legislation is perfect, right? But every every group gave some, every group group got some, and I, I kind of chuckle. I look at my Twitter account and some of the emails I receive, and they say, well, I really wanted this, well, I really wanted that. Well, there's a lot of things everybody really wanted, but but that's called negotiation where not everybody gets exactly what they want. And, and that's what we were able to do through this entire process was negotiate. Nobody came out getting 100% of what they want, but here's what I know. That because of the changes we've made, and by the way, I would argue that the playoff bracket thing is the least important of them, right? Um, because of the changes, though, that we made, student-athletes are going to be in a better position the day this is signed into law than the day before it's signed into law. Why is that? Well, I think, you know, we talked about the forfeiture protection. We talked uh-huh. about the transfer rule elimination, um, the, the fair representation on the PIAA board, things that just make good common sense that, unfortunately... Um, don't always happen in government. And that's why, you know, that's why it was so important for us to bring these people together, because at the end of the day, kids are going to benefit. We're talking to State Representative Aaron uh, Bernstein of Beaver, Butler, and Lawrence Counties, and he introduced the Parity in Interscholastic Athletics Act today. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to talk about the transfer thing, because this, this kind of goes beyond sports uh, uh, quite a bit, actually. Uh, it's not just a playing of the games, and I've been in favor of this for a long time. You know, if if you are um, if if your son or daughter plays uh, the clarinet in the band, and you're you're living in a school district that uh, and you think she's really good at it, and and that might end up getting a, some kind of a band scholarship, 
uh, but uh, they they eliminate the clarinet section in the band, and you think it's worth it to move to uh, the district next door to you, the school district next door, so she can go play the clarinet. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's football, basketball, I guess, and volleyball, wrestling, and on some of the other sports, a kid couldn't do that. And I've never liked that because uh, if I have a son who's a really good quarterback, and but he happens to be uh, going to a school where the other where, the, where there's a kid who's a lot maybe better than him and is going to be get a scholarship, but my son could also get a scholarship if he'd get a chance to play. I should be able to pick up and move across town to another school and let my son play quarterback so he can get a college scholarship. But, but until now, unless this if this if your uh, bill becomes law, he'll be able to do that, right? Yeah, it, that's correct. And here's the thing that I think a lot of people miss on this, and and it's the following: you know, you you worked a lot in sports, and and you know the Steelers and those types of things. And by the way, I remember watching you a whole lot when I was a, a, a little younger. Yeah, so, I hear you. Um, so do a lot so of people. I, yeah, well, I, I saw your name, and they said that we, I was going to be on the show. I'm like, I might have to ask for an autographed pictures. <laughs> right. So, um, but, you know, I'll tell you, here's the thing that people don't understand. And as you know, professional athletes are absolute freaks, right? Right. Like, they're not even normal people. They're no. freaks. Right. I mean, you know, the way they can move, the things they can right. do. Well, we just don't – that's just the anomaly. The truth is that athletics are actually academics because it's about teaching life skills. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I never want to have somebody be held out of something – that you know, whether it's a baseball tournament or a basketball game or practices and those types of things, those those life lessons that you're able to take and apply, and and that's really what I thought about through this whole thing. Well, what? A, but you're gonna aren't you gonna get some outcry because it's always been there. If a kid, uh, if there's a very successful coach at one school, and kids all of a sudden start transferring there to play for him, and he becomes even more successful, and to the point of becoming almost unbeatable, that's when you're gonna get pushback because they're going to yeah. be, think that the football result or the basketball result is more important than what it does for the kid. Yeah, you know, I think there's some of that, but here's the thing. Remember, a family has to sell the house they're in, right? Well, you they got to move across town. they got to do those types of things, or they got to pay tuition. And by the way, it's not too cheap to pay no, I know. Uh, tuition. I mean, it's, I mean, most time, I think it's like ten grand or something. Yeah. So, um, this, that's not, just not something that happens a lot. What we see is these kids that were getting hurt by situations that just didn't make sense. And, you know, no doubt, in every situation, is there going to be a loophole and is there always the anomaly? No question, but here's what I know. That that a whole lot of kids are going to be helped by this and the legislature is going to work hard. We're going to work to get this done. I've been working the bill ever since uh, yesterday. And we have a lot of support for it. And I'm excited for it. And uh, let's get this thing through the House and then work it through the Senate and uh, look forward to standing there with a ton of kids um, I'm a Whippio guy, so we'll try to get these Whippio kids up here. <laughs> right. So we'll try to get these Whippio kids up here. And uh, I'm a Union Scotty, by the way, so we'll try to get some Union kids up here and see if we can we can have a nice little event with the governor signing a, a great piece of legislation into law. Okay, I got a little less a little less than a minute here. I'm up against a hard break. A real quick question: The Central Catholic wins their WPIL championship. Yeah. Uh, who represents the the WPIL in the in the state tournament? Yeah, that'll be all defined by the PIAA and their bylaws in which they'll lay out uh, as it deals with the state tournament. Okay, because the, because they would then go on to play in the in the private championship, and yep. that would leave an opening for someone else to play for the public championship. Yeah, this this is an opportunity to get more kids a chance to play in some playoff games, and uh, I'm I'm excited about it, and I think those kids will be excited about it, and the coaches and the parents and entire communities. I, I tell you, the thing I love about sports is nothing brings people together like sports. And I know that because I'm a Penn Stater, and you have 106,000 people with 106,000 different views and beliefs. Right. But on but on Saturday at Beaver Stadium, we're all on the same team. Aaron, I appreciate your uh, taking the time, and I'm out of time. Thanks a lot. Good work on the bill. Thank you, my friend, and thanks for all the great work you do. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is getting briefed on Midwestern flood damage as he visits Nebraska prior to participating in political events in Iowa. March flooding caused at least $3 billion in damage in Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas, 
About two dozen levee systems were breached or overtopped during the Missouri River flooding that devastated parts of the state. A centerpiece of the U.S.-Mexico deal on immigration calls for rapid expansion of a new policy that makes Central American asylum seekers wait in Mexico while their cases wind through U.S. immigration courts. It's too early to say if the policy will achieve its goal of deterring more migrants from coming. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 14 points to 26,048. The Nasdaq unchanged. The S&P dropped one. Oil down a penny. It closed at $53.27 a barrel. This is SRN News. Life is lived by moving forward, seizing the open road, embracing what's ahead. It's why we created Ford Pass. Everything you need to keep forging ahead in one app right in the palm of your hand. Only Ford Pass combines roadside assistance, Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about earning points for flexible complementary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via a download. Face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 20% off your entire project or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Community Bank. City Mission. Number one Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer delays on the parkway north outbound it's heavy between the mountain Eber road overpass and 79 now 79 slowing down northbound from mountain Eber road up to 910 on the parkway west an accident now cleared inbound at banksville road but you're still busy from carnegie down to that point at the parkway east it's slowing down outbound between boulevard and the allies to the squirrel hill tunnel that's a look at traffic i'm jenny robinson am 1250 the answer weather 
Looking very nice this evening. We'll see clear skies for tonight. Comfortable overnight with a low of 51. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. A nice afternoon. High 76. Starting out cloudy tomorrow night. Some showers will develop after midnight. Low 57. Then breezy and cooler for Thursday with clouds and a few showers along with a thunderstorm. Thursday's high 66 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know, we could probably do a, a segment here every day on a different stupid federal law. And if we did, we'd be copying the idea of Mike Chase. He's a criminal defense attorney who can be found on Twitter at Crime A Day. He tweets a federal crime every day, and he's written a book called How to Become a Federal Criminal. Mike joins us now. Mike, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So I see in your bio that you're counting uh, every federal crime on the books. Uh, two questions. Why and how many do you expect to find? Well, the, the why is because the DOJ, the Department of Justice, tried to do it in the 80s, and they spent two years doing it, and everybody was like, all right, well, the DOJ is going to give us a number. And at the end of two years, the DOJ said, all right, big news, everybody, we quit. Uh, it's too hard. We don't know the answer. We think it's probably a few thousand. But uh, conservative estimates put it the number at tens of thousands. But some estimates say that I'm probably going to end up counting 300,000 federal crimes. So I've got about 800 uh, years left to go. Wow. No, but wait a minute, because these people who counted it and gave up, they came back and, uh, and probably responsible for passing a few thousand more laws over the next how many years? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, that's what you got to do, right? I mean, you got to stop counting so you can start making more law. Um, yeah. And and when you're in the enforcement business, uh, it's a good thing to have more of these uh, these rules and regulations that actually turn criminal and can catch you uh, unaware. Yep. So you're talking about hundreds of thousands of laws that that goes back to I, what 1789? Would that one was that when federal laws began? You know, what's funny is if you look at the United States Constitution, which uh, is good to do every once in a while, yeah. if, if you go back to the beginning, there were just three crimes mentioned, not even created, mentioned. And and the founders said, all right, look, the federal government's going to have limited powers. Oh, Why yeah. don't we have uh, treason? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> treason, that'll be a crime. Counterfeiting, that'll be one. And oh, yeah, you can't be a pirate. And for a long time, that was sort of the limit of federal crimes. And then ultimately, over the years, Congress said, you know what, we really have gotten good at partisan bickering and not doing anything. Right. So why don't we give our lawmaking power over to, uh, to agencies, federal agencies, and let them do the rulemaking. And, and oh, yeah, by the way, if you break any of those rules, that's a federal crime. And so that's how we ended up with 300,000 federal crimes on the books. And then, of course, you have to have a Federal Bureau of Investigation uh, to investigate all those federal crimes that are being committed. Naturally, and, and then funny enough, there was actually a time not that long ago when the FBI went to Congress and said, hey, <laughs> Congress, uh, here's some laws that we don't want. Uh, we don't even <laughs> want to prosecute them. For example, we're not that interested in prosecuting people for pretending to be a member of 4-H. You guys can have that one. Uh, we're not so concerned about misusing the cartoon character Woodsy Owl or his slogan, give a hoot, don't pollute. We don't, we don't want that one anymore. Um, no, you don't want people running around <laughs> saying, give a who don't pollute without some yeah. kind of uh, unsanctioned <laughs> yeah for other reasons i mean yeah, they yeah. might they might put you someplace uh, <laughs> if you go around right yeah. saying that but yeah wow so that that's so that's just one i mean i i i uh i i didn't i especially now that you've told me that there's eight hundred thousand of them I, i'm not even going to begin to try to ask you why don't you just run down some of your favorites you just listed a couple right there well, so in the in the book and how to become a federal criminal, which is which is out now, I, I go through all different categories of crimes that you can commit. So I go through all the crimes in mail, animals, money, food, alcohol, on federal property, on the high seas, and and, and all kinds of other ways. So by mail, you can become a federal criminal. We all know smashing a mailbox. That one, we, yeah. we don't have to admit to anything on the air about our childhood. Right. Um, but but I can say that dressing up like a postman, if you're not one, that's a federal crime. Uh, be, un, as far as animals go, uh, if you shoot a fish from an airplane, uh, I say you should be able to keep it because, yeah, hey, if you can pick a, a, a fish off from the air, hell of a great. shot. 
Yeah, exactly. But that's a federal crime. When it comes to money, um, you know, a lot of people think that if you put a, a nickel on the uh, railroad tracks and flatten it, that you're committing a federal crime. You're not. But if you leave the country with more than $25 worth of nickels in your pocket, that's a federal crime, and you can get up to five years in prison for it. Wow. And there are lots and lots of others. You know, I go to Canada all the time. I have, uh, I, I've been going there since I was a kid, and uh, I'm going to test that one. Like, uh, when I, you know, when you go through, they say, uh, you have anything to declare? I'm going to say, I have $26 in nickels <laughs> in, well, the, in the trunk. Well, keep me on speed dial. Yeah, keep me on speed dial just in case you, you get detained at the border. I'll, I'll come meet you. Well, the thing is, it would be coming back because in Canada, I don't know if they have that law. If, if, it would have to be, they'd have to catch me coming back into the States. So I'd, if they say, do you have anything to declare? I would say, well, I'm bringing back the $26 in nickels that I took out with me, and then they might they might arrest me. Um, I, I but here's the thing, uh, and uh, if the, the, to pass a law, you just don't get to decree, you know, that you're not allowed to take more than $25 worth of nickels out of the country. There's a process. Somebody had to step up somewhere and say, you know, we got to stop this nickel thing. And you know that, how did that happen? Well, that, that's a funny thing that you say that because that's what we all learn in grade school and that's what we learn from Schoolhouse Rock and it's what we expect to be the lawmaking process in the United States. Article 1, Section 1 of the United States Constitution says Congress has the lawmaking power. But uh, unfortunately, over the years, Congress, like I said, they got really busy with, you know, uh, doing media hits and they got busy yeah. with partisan, you know, infighting. And so what they ended up doing was going, you know, saying, hey, regulators, you can make all the details of our laws and we'll pass a very broad law that says, hey, it's a federal crime to violate any uh, any regulation passed by the Treasury. Well, the Treasury then passes a regulation that says, all right, uh, more than $25 worth of nickels, more than $25 worth of quarters, they can't leave the country. And they just published that in the the, the federal register and that becomes a rule and yeah you can comment on it i mean at the time that the nickel regulation was coming about people said hey look uh i think you should just get rid of nickels entirely because they're a, a waste of pocket space and they're right. the worst coin but ultimately what ended up happening is that rule went into effect after a period of about uh, you know 60 days and it's now a permanent rule and it has the force of law and that's how we end up with hundreds of thousands of federal crimes and by the way they got rid of pennies in canada so i uh, I, don't, I think the nickel is next, but the, you can't. There are no pennies in Canada. Uh, well, you're good with you're good to leave the country with the pennies. I mean, maybe the country yeah. doesn't. Maybe the government doesn't want them. I don't know. We're talking to Mike Chase. He's the author of a book called How to Become a Federal Criminal. You can find him on Twitter at Crime a Day. Um, so um, I I think I saw somewhere that it's also uh, against the law to feed garbage to a pig. Well, it depends on what garbage you're talking about. If you if, if you've got certain garbage, that's probably fine. If it just comes out of your out of your kitchen, it's okay. But any other garbage, particularly garbage that travels in interstate commerce, has to be heated to a boil before you can feed it to a pig. And and of course, it's to 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 prevent disease. But here's the interesting part. Not just anybody can kick, cook uh, cook garbage for a pig. You have to have a garbage cooking license issued by the federal government. You need a permit. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Operate a lemonade stand and to cook garbage for a pig. Now, yeah. uh, um, again, uh, this stuff this stuff has been going on for a long time. Uh, how much um, in investigating did you do about the history of these things? I mean, like the, the thing with the nickels. Um, was that done when a nickel was worth a lot more than it is now? Because would it, would it be more like you know twenty five hundred dollars in nickels if if uh, if they passed it today? Well, I don't think that they were worth all that much back when the rule was passed because it was about 2005 oh, when that rule was passed. But I do go through uh, all of the history of these laws, and I, I, I go through legislative history for some of the older and more arcane ones, even uh, even congressional debate and transcripts from the hearing of the House of Representatives when uh, some of these more ridiculous laws were, were getting put into place. And so, yeah, if you go through each one of these chapters, not only will I talk about the law, I also include illustrations so remember it's an illustrated handbook for the aspiring offender so i've got pictures that show you how each one of these crimes would be committed and i also talk about people who've been prosecuted for things like uh, bartering for flamingos and uh, people who've been uh, criminally prosecuted for other more ridiculous so things. so there are people are there people right now serving time for having bartered for a flamingo 
I think that guy's out by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the judge probably went easy on him. Um, but yeah, there are people that are in, in prison for all sorts of things. I mean, granted, it's it's a smaller percentage of the overall federal dockets. They're not full of margarine crimes and nickel crimes and people selling grated cream cheese, also a federal crime, which I tell you how to do in the book. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Stop you there. <laughs> grated cream cheese. I know grated Parmesan cheese. How do you, oh, grate, sure. how do you grate cream cheese? It's kind of... S- soft and i don't know how do you do that john the government doesn't care whether it's impossible to grate cream cheese or not they're just not allowed somebody somebody somewhere decided let's go ahead and prohibit it i i personally think that it's enough of a federal crime to have to clean a cheese grater uh, no matter who you are but the federal government says maybe you should also get some prison time if you do it too well you know um i i could actually now that i'm thinking about it i could probably if I sat down, I could come up with a lot of things that I would like to make a federal crime. Oh yeah, you know, um, like uh, playing your uh, playing, uh, having your speakerphone on really loud, so I have to listen to it. That, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I mean, that I could see that like life in prison for that. But you know, yeah. you don't get to do it that way. So you have to have it has to be uh, some bureaucrat in D.C. has to has to um, you know come up with the idea. Um, so. Uh, what's the most ridiculous ridiculous law? I mean, you've, I don't know if you can top the ones you've already mentioned here, but do you have <laughs> do you have a favorite? You You're know, allowed to I, mention I'm, one of the ones you just mentioned, but I do I do like food crimes. I'm very partial to to cheese crimes. I always have been. You know, look, selling Swiss cheese without holes in it. Yeah, uh, I, I I love that one. I'm also a big fan, really big fan of the fact that uh, fruit cocktail, and I support this law by the way. Fruit cocktail must be a minimum of two percent cherries because if you get under cherried fruit cocktail, you really are being ripped. You've off. been cheated. Now, is yeah. that a, you're you're serious? That is a that is a federal law. Oh sure. And oh yeah. I'm gonna so so I I could go out and buy a ca- a can of uh, fruit cocktail, and mm-hmm. I could sort through the fruit and count the pieces, and if I find that there are only that like there's one percent cherries, who do I go see about that? Well, technically, you're a crime victim, so you should just call the U.S. Attorney's Office right away, and uh, maybe they'll get an investigation. But, but remember, it's not just cherries. It's got to be at least 30% peaches, 25% pears, 6% pineapples, 6% grapes, and 2% cherries. And I'll give you the breakdown in the book so that you'll know if you have a case or not. And the, and the book is called How to Become a Federal Criminal, and the author is right here with us now, Mike Chase. I, I, this is tremendous. Uh, um, if You know, if you... If you allow rules like this to um, appear on the books and become official, you deserve to have somebody call up, call you up and say, hey, I demand uh, that you come down here and take care of me. I have just I've come across a a, a can of fruit cocktail. It only has 22 percent peaches in it. That's true. Well, it's funny that you say that because that's actually exactly what happened with the federal law involving dressing up like a postal worker is when they first passed the law, Congress said nobody, no matter who you are, if you're not a postal worker, it's a crime to wear the postal uniform. And then what ended up happening was there's a congressional transcript, which I cite in the book, where the the general counsel of the Postal Service went to Congress and said, guys, we've been getting bombarded by people from community theater groups who want to do plays where they're dressed up like postal workers and we have to tell them they can't because we don't have an exception and so in the 90s they they or the 70s they put into place an exception which allowed people to uh, dress up like postal workers but you can dress up as a cop because that's not a could you could you be accused of being dressed up like an fbi agent like by wearing a really nice suit or something well, sure. I mean, you, you, you certainly could. I mean, there are false impersonation statutes on the on the books like crazy. But the one specific, well, the, the the one specific uniform that they ban is the uniform of postal workers. But you also can't pretend to be a member of 4-H. So I don't think that little green kerchief is gonna is gonna help you out very much. Now, either. what what do you suppose the reason would be for being a federal crime to to pretend to be a member of 4-H. I don't know if I'd even want to admit to being a member of 4-H, coming from a, <laughs> well, not coming from a farming community, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, well, when I was a kid, I, I used to pretend not to be a member of 4-H because that's what my mom made me do. Uh, but, but I'll tell you that the reason is probably because there were funds coming from the federal government to support 4-H interest in agriculture. And for whatever reason uh, it was, is that there were some probably monetary benefits coming from the government. But, uh, you know, as time has passed, Congress has done nothing about taking that off the books. And, and it has left these various statutes that are vague, overbroad, and outdated on the books that are still technically federal crimes. Do you have, uh, uh, do you include any serious stupid laws? In other words, laws that really might affect somebody that are really stupid that should be taken, you know, taken off the books? You know, the truth is all of these laws were not put into place just because people were being ridiculous or trying to tell a joke in the in the U.S. code. I mean, they're all generally geared towards some harm that lingers out there. So feeding garbage to a pig, yeah, they don't want people to get sick because of some sort of disease that has passed, uh, you know, passed through the through the garbage. But but ultimately, I, I talk about the more unexpected and more ridiculous examples uh, in the book, and, and I try to make it very clear that part of the problem is not necessarily that there should be no rule, but maybe these things shouldn't be crimes. And Congress has been lazy in letting these things become crimes. Well, Mike, uh, I really appreciate you being here. It's uh, Mike Chase. He's the author of a book called How to Become a Federal Criminal. You can check him out at Crime A Day on, um, on Twitter. It's at Crime A Day, and you will see a stupid crime every day. And, Mike, in honor of you, I'm going to go out right now and pretend that I'm a postman. Hey, I can't hear that. Okay, I can't legally participate in that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me, John. Thanks for being here. We'll be right back. Okay, meat lovers, Beef Jerky Outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on. There's nothing slim about these big flavors. This is high-end, quality, gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible. From wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory, there's something for everyone. Flavors like honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stoggerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So if I uh, don't show up here tomorrow, it'll be because I am probably wasn't able to make bail after being caught impersonating a postman. I, was, I, I, I liked having him on. He was a great guest. I, I, for no other reason than, than I was able to play that song, Miss, Please, Mr. Postman, by the Marvelettes. Um, and Aaron, I, I, while the interview was going on, I just I pushed the button here and I said, Aaron, there's a song by the Marvelettes called Please, Mr. Postman. She found it. You can hit it again if you want, Aaron. Just, uh, uh, But while we're finishing up here, uh, <laughs> go ahead. There you go. The Marvelettes. What's that, about 1961, 62, something like 61, was I right? Yep. That's right, 61. Well, anyway, uh, this is a little bit more serious. Kevin Blackstone, I think we had him on the show. He wrote a column for the uh, Washington Post. Uh, you know about all the um, the Hollywood people who are threatening to or have already decided to boycott various states for their abortion laws. Well, Kevin Blackstone, and I, and this isn't surprising, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the NCAA or at least thinks about taking him up on this, but he's saying that the NCAA should step in and do what the people in Hollywood, Netflix, and Disney are threatening to do and boycott states that have restrictive abortion laws, the ones that I'm sure you're familiar with that have been in the news lately, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, he thinks they should pull the 2021 Women's Indoor Track and Field Championships from Alabama, for example, uh, that kind of thing. So that's where we're headed with this. Uh, everybody's got to be involved, and let's boycott everything. Anything you don't like, let's boycott it. So the NCAA will be next. That should be an interesting uh, discussion when that uh, evolves or at least uh, makes its way into the sports world. We'll see. I'll talk to you tomorrow. i got some mail to deliver. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.